Hi there. Hi there. How's it going? It's good. Uh, we, we're we here. We're queer. I'm in desperate need of a beer. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's the style. That's the spirit. That's uh, the general mood for always, I think, right? I hope so. One day, one day it'll um, be better, I guess. We'll see. It, it should. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Edna. And this is Bet You Wish This Was an Art Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I'm actually kind of in- excited about today's episode, Elena. Not going to lie to you. This is uh, your expertise. I wish it were it, but but this is kind of like my my metaphorical bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want to say what we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about the National Endowment of the Arts, right? Because if we live in a society where things cost money and taxes have to be paid... And since we here at Biwop are very pro not starving artists, um, then like art really does require some degree of support and financial investment, whether that comes from governments or sponsors or individual contributors. And in this particular episode, we're going to look at how the National Endowment of the Arts plays a role in um art funding, specifically when it comes to American art projects. We could get into the Australian Council of the Arts, we can get into the European Union's creative projects, we can get into like more, we could get into a lot of projects when it comes to like who is actually funding artists. But I think for this particular episode, if we're just looking at large scale, big picture, where's the money coming from? Where's the money going? Um, we could we can start to navigate this complex maze of missions and allowances and stipends and patrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to know what's out there, right? We do live in a society, <laughs> and we do need money to survive. Sadly, <sighs> sadly. <laughs> so, how do we support the artists? <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah, there are many of them. There's like private ones where like Patreon and uh, private commissions, for example. And then there's more uh, private ones or like uh, collectors, usually uh, like companies and individuals who are into art, usually also finance art. But then there's also... um, government funded right so and there's every country usually has some type of government funding for the arts some less than others um yeah this time we're talking about the national endowment of the arts for the uh i I don't know is it also funding people outside of uh, the u.s i mean let's so Let's get into it, right? So the National Endowment of the Arts is kind of like a federal level of art funding. That funding then can trickle down into 
state art agencies or local art agencies. And then between those three public levels, it, it's kind of trying to figure out who can you support in your area. The mm-hmm. National Endowment of the Arts, when you're doing projects for them or putting grants in for them, I think they really prefer to sponsor American artists. Um, but I know depending on the type of project that you're working on or the group that you're with or the collective project that you're a part of, there are different ways to kind of sneak in. The NEA is also notorious because the NEA doesn't sponsor individuals. It sponsors groups or Mm -hmm. it sponsors um, local government bodies or it sponsors like, I'm trying to think like if your local theater was putting on a production and needed funding because of you wanted to do more research or you wanted to reach out and sponsor better artists or if you wanted to actually pay your stagehands, that would mm-hmm. be the kind of institution that could reach out to the NEA or a gallery could reach out to the NEA or a museum could reach out to the NEA and request funding that way. But like on an individual level, you're not really going to see federal input uh, sponsoring it. But because the um, if we're kind of thinking about what the NEA is, right? It's It was one of the initiatives from Congress in 1965 where the National Endowment of the Arts was created to be the largest national funder of nonprofit art in the United States. Yeah. Um, and it's currently responsible for awarding more than 2,000 grants and cooperative agreements that range anywhere in the 130 million. It's supposed to reach all 50 states, and the six uh, U.S. jurisdictions, which ranges from urban and rural areas and is really kind of like trying to hit all levels of population. Um, It's also, the U.S. is interesting, bizarre, but the U.S. is interesting because we don't have a cultural policy or a formal Mm -hmm. cultural policy versus other countries. Right. Like I know the Australian uh, cultural policy extremely well, and I know the European Union's cultural policy. But the U.S. has is in a unique position in which there is no defining what is culture in the U.S. So the National Endowment of the Arts becomes this leading authority on what is the U.S. going to view as the key initiative, these these key spots where money will be invested into this larger art field, cultural field, heritage field? Um, because at the end of the day, the mission of the NEA is extremely simple. It's uh, to strengthen the creative capacity of communities by providing all Americans with diverse opportunities for arts participation. And this is kind of based on the conviction that this is an essential role for national life and public discourse, whatever that means in the U.S. Yeah. And they also have like, since, sorry, since you are the kind of, I'm letting you take take the stage because you, I don't know, I want don't want to make presumptions about the U.S. I uh, wish you I'm did. I'm not that familiar with it. <laughs> I don't I I think it's like at the end of the day the US has put a funding body in place 
and then has been or very hands off when it comes to what decisions actually get to be made when it comes to like who gets funding, who's responsible for this. There are sitting members of Congress that like oversee the NEA, but it's not necessarily it's it's one of the multiple government agencies that don't actually react to what's happening in Congress. It's it's so it's like it's a part of the US as much as it's it's as much of a, it's it's as much a part of the United States government as it's not a part of the United States government. It just happens to be one of the largest coin purses for arts participation in the US. I think yeah, because like these kinds of organizations have existed in uh Europe for example for longer than in uh the US. Yeah. Um and it's much more connected to the government than this in the US, but I think also you have to consider the fact that US is huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's it is. It is. Triple the size of Europe. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's harder to manage probably that much, um, that much territory and also like that much of a budget would make sense since you're funding a literal million, hundred million population. Um, so yeah, but they do have like a vision statement and they do have like, um, way of funding. I, I think there's also like some misconceptions about it too, right? Yeah. Um, we can get into that later, but, um, yeah, government funding for the arts is a common thing and it's needed in a lot of, in a lot of, uh, situations. I'm always of the opinion that like, especially for artists who are trying to focus on non-capital driven art, right? Like people who wanted to put on projects or events or host festivals or create theaters or sponsor summer camps. Mm -hmm. All of that work, while it does have value and, and in some cases, extremely potent, like qualitative value, the financial impact is almost always at a deficit to the artist because this is a passion project or this is a public works project or this is something that is intended to be free for all audiences. But just because it is free for all audiences doesn't mean that it is free to make. I know I've worked on free, like family day style programs, and we've spent anywhere between five and $10,000. And if you're an artist, how, how do you justify those kinds of funds? And how much of it has to be self-sponsored when things like grant programs or funding bodies exist to help you perpetuate the mission style vision of your work? And who can you actually help with that? Um, and I wish the NEA had more individual pursuits, like to submit grant proposals. But as you said, the U.S. is massive, right? Um, yeah. And if every state had an NEA representative, that advisory board of the NEA would be tremendous. And on top of it, you would have fewer, like while, while you would have more people submitting, you would almost always have less opportunity to receive that money simply because of the volume of other applicants and 
that's as discouraging for for small arts creators as, as it is for larger institutions that are you know trying to also make that same impact um and and this comes back to like what is the value of art and i think yeah. it's there are numbers that can be very easily associated and and attributed to it but at the end of the day how are you funding it how are you supporting it where where can that fiscal scholarship help artists yeah i think that's where like again the individual and the private uh funding comes in right Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I think, uh, compared to what I've experienced in Georgia, where piracy is a thing and we don't the buy c- anything. The country. Um, the thing is, uh, yeah, I think like from what I've seen, from my experience, like it's very, among regular people, it's very common to support artists like over Patreon or over commissions or something like that. It's quite a common thing to do, which is not so much in my country that, that where that kind of funding is missing and it's, it's yeah. bad, but yes, how much can private like individuals finance the whole career of some of, of an artist uh, when we also have to fin- finance ourselves sure. and everything else that's going on. So well, and and also yeah. to make it more more equitable for artists, right? Yeah. Because we know the the days of the Medici family, mm. right? The one of the world's most prolific funders of art and sponsors of artists. But what good is that? And 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 art history can argue all it wants, but what good is that if only five or six people are being recognized as good artists because? They're the ones being sponsored. Yeah. At, at what point is the artist talented, or at what point is the artist just better funded? That's uh, that's a that's a huge topic you're bringing up. Steph. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. But but I think for me that's that's kind of also. <laughs> I I just I find I find all of it to be really interesting, but in that same vein, and what if? The, the one centralized, I think what, what I've come to find, especially in just like researching the NEA and, and, and diving into like these government funding bodies, I think there's, there's a lot of good that comes from them, but I know that there are stronger criticisms about like why these institutions exist. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had bad experiences with governments. Uh, controlling no. the art. <laughs> no, Elena, say it ain't so. Yeah, <laughs> I love social realism so much. Oh my god! Oh boy! But <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's it, it's understandable because government is so finicky and so uh, ever changing, and um, especially in the U.S. with like total opposing sides of. Uh, yeah. Um, that two-party system, baby. That two-party system. It doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, that's not none of my business, since I'm from the other Georgia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've read also, like, criticisms of, like, it's, it's 
since it's government funded, it is skewed by the government's beliefs. So it is biased and uh, promotes the belief that the current party is uh, trying to impose upon people. And that's a, like that's a valid concern, in my opinion, yeah. because yes, it is so, to an extent influenced by the government and because it is a government body. Um, but also it is needed, even though like it has also been ex- uh, accused of being elitist and only um, funding the artists that are shocking or that are like new and like very flashy. Um, sure. Yes, while that might be so, it's still a, lo- a lot of money that is going into the arts, which I don't know, again, in the U.S., it's a lot of people and it's a lot of money that's going in. Yeah. And I think it also goes to specific spots and not everywhere, right? The fact that it's there is good, I think. Right. Especially in a country that does not have a policy in place that protects artists, right? Yeah. Like we don't have a cultural policy that says that we should have this many working artists or that we should have this much productivity of art or that these are the basic criterion of why arts participation is important to have an institution like the NEA define it and and be that legal representative to be that source of authority mm-hmm. is also deeply inspiring if you are trying to make a career or a project in in the arts yeah. I think it is I think it is a completely valid concern of 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 censorship, right? Because any institution that is fe- paying you to create art will tell you how to create art in some capacity by yeah. funding or not funding your work. Yeah. And I will say where the NEA um and other industries like the National Endowment of the Humanities, the NEH, where mm-hmm. their money really helps is in that arts education sweet spot. I think the US econ- like the US government is one thing and the US economy is another thing. But this country is historically one of the worst when it comes to education efforts. And mm-hmm. so the fact that you have these government agencies that are putting money into these covert channels that allow for arts education to continue that allow for history to be taught that allow for like smaller institutions to skew their narratives away from maybe even what is considered established narratives and 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 figure out like how do you subvert these expectations of what is expected in an art museum or or what can a theater production do or or what does a youth orchestra get to participate in i'm always pro more money in the arts yeah shocking <laughs> but i i just think it's i think there's i think there's there's a there's plenty of room for criticism and and that's something that we take really seriously here is looking at both sides of a narrative and and both perspectives and just trying to understand like could this money be better spent elsewhere is this harmful for artists versus is this empowering missions to help 
strengthen communities? Is this creating work that would not have been made otherwise? Is this allowing artists to pay their bills and and grow their creative practices and, and garner a name for themselves? You know, if, if we lived in the perfect world, we wouldn't have to worry about, does my mission align with my source of income? Yeah. Yeah, sadly, we are stuck here in this world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's also, I, there's the argument of it's taxpayers' money. Sure. And why should I pay for something that I don't agree with, for example, or I don't like? But that's such a common practice here. We pay for so much shit <laughs> that, you know, you never even see. We pay yeah. so much for the roads in Belgium. Have you seen the roads in Belgium? They're I, shite. We don't talk about the roads in Belgium, <laughs> <No>. you know? <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. I, it's... Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, there's always... Go tax is going to be spent somehow it and has it, to be it, it has it is, to be yeah and if it is spent in the benefit of the people and the benefit of the arts and the benefit of literature of theater of performing arts of everything if 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 it's in the benefit of the people who are creating how, how, how should i say this like adding spark to our lives, like adding yeah. beauty to our lives. Even if it's something that we don't agree with, it doesn't mean that that shouldn't be supported. I don't like pop art, but we're going to talk about it next year, or next episode. So next, here we yeah. are. I mean, and, and I think it just, it comes back to it. Support the art that you think is important. Um, I think it is always both mutually beneficial to the artist and to the consumer when you put your money towards a independent art practice and allow an artist to actually grow and inspire themselves and and to create the work that they're looking to create by like funding their work or or tipping them on coffee or supporting them on Patreon that is a very direct person to person I like what you're doing. I may or may not want things in return for my patronage, but at the end of the day, I want to see you succeed in your craft and I am willing to put money towards that. And what's nice about Patreon is that it is usually a collective of people who who put their money together and then that gets to fund and support the artist versus like one person who flies a person out and houses them and requires them to paint for them all summer and all six of their children require portraits and listen john singer Sargent hated 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 doing portraits <laughs> the man hated commissions if it was up to him he would have never done a commission in his gd life and you know what we'd have been worse for it so <laughs> yeah. i i i think it's like grant's of all forms and, and sizes are really important. Like you can't just mass produce. And again, we will talk about the mass production of art next episode. But for, for somebody who's trying to make something and then to show something and to promote this thing that they've created and put energy and time into, I think 
winning grants, like applying for grants, winning grants, if that's one of the streams of revenue you need as an artist because you just haven't created or fostered the community that will support you yet. I I'm very I'm very pro. In fact, I think on our Instagram or certainly on our website, um Fractured Atlas created an ultimate guide for fundraising for artists. I'm probably mm-hmm. just going to throw that link there because it's extremely comprehensive when it comes to like how individuals specifically like it it fits into the larger topic but not necessarily into the NEA um but I'll I'll throw that in there because I think it's just if you're somebody out there that wants to create something and and doesn't know where to get started when it comes to fundraising for it we got you yeah yeah it's uh don't starve the artists right <laughs> don't starve the artists we want you to eat <laughs> Listen, and have a, a house, <laughs> or just a room, or just a room. <laughs> just your basic amenities, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to make it out there as an artist, and there's not a lot. There's not a lot to um, support them. So you should try to apply. To gr- for grants and for I don't know, I don't know I I I, I hate marketing, but you should market. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're out there and you're like I I I want to apply to this grant, but I'm so afraid to do so because what if they say no? Just tag us, tag us tag at MyLab. Be like I'm applying. We're doing this, and we'll be your we'll be your cheerleaders. It doesn't matter where we you tag us. You we'll 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 scream and shout. We're so we we want you to make that money to make that art and to take it as serious as you want it don't let the government get you down (laughs) yes um fuck the system (laughs) fuck the system listen da vinci leonardo da vinci just wanted to make silly little contraptions and silly little war machines that's all he wanted that's all he wanted but that does that isn't to say that government Funding is not needed. It's needed, and we like it. And We're here for fiscal scholarship uh, and sponsorship in all ways, shapes, and forms. More money to the arts, please. More money to the arts! <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I think in countries that are poor, it's hard to come by money from individuals, from companies, from governments. So from personal experience, it's always good to have as much money in the arts as possible because that's what we live for, right? Yeah. We live for art and creating and being creative, even if it's not through art. If it's if it's a hobby, if it's work, if it's something you just do because you love doing it why not why also, not have, be supported you know i don't know i don't know i just i find art i find talking about funding in the arts to be one of the hardest things because there is that stigma that you're never going to make money yeah you can be one of the most creative and inspiring and dynamic artists and you can have people believe in you and still never sell a painting in your life and blah 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 blah. but like there's also success story after success story of people who are capable of rallying funds together and 
And and I also think that it is not a sin, it is not a crime, it is not a failure as an artist to want to profit off your work. This is not a matter of morality, this is not a matter of passion, this is not a matter of, oh, if I really loved it, I would... No. <laughs> in In a digital age, if you have access, if you have capacity, if you have resources, it is easier. I will say this is probably the best time for independent art sponsorship because of the fact that you can get revenue sources from so many different places. Don't be afraid to to dig into those resources and to take advantage of what's out there because it doesn't matter if you think other people's work is better or if that your work isn't good enough. It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you have to put it before a committee regardless, whether that's your peers or an arts council. Hmm. We, if they say no, we move on. That's, that's, that's yeah. the kind of, that's the kind of experience uh, and, and desires that we're hoping for. Find your audience, find your people, make your money. Yes. There will always be people who will like what you do. There will always be money. Find it. Will always. Steal it. Yeah. Steal it. Rob a museum. <laughs> God, if we could be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an art theft episode again. <laughs> I love art theft. Anyways. For <laughs> our treatise and manifesto on, on making money as an artist. Updates, newsletters, transcripts, blog posts, and more. Head on over to our website at bywartpod.com you can also find us at bywartpod on instagram and of course you can check us out on patreon our patreon is the best way to support us if you like the work that we're doing here at biwap come say hi wash your hands don't touch your face and remember when in doubt titty out nice <laughs> Whips out titty. <laughs> oh God! All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. <What>? Bye. <laughs>